Welcome to the Golf Better Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Dominski. The Golf Better Podcast is brought to you by GolfBetterTucson.com. Check out the online learning portion of the site if you need help with your game. Today's episode is going to cover five drills that you can train and practice at home to improve your scores and improve your game. Now, at-home training is very important to me because I suggest it to a lot of students and I see them improve, and it's also the main way that I practice. I really don't get the opportunity to practice a ton on the course or on the range, but there's a lot of things I do at home, and the five drills I'm going to talk about today are staples in what I do. So a little bit then about what I call at-home training and why it's important to me. So when I got really good at golf, and it was back when I was kind of late in high school, kind of early in college, and I would come back to my parents' house in the summer times, and I would train outside at night. We had a basketball court kind of painted on our driveway, and I would just make swings standing on the edge kind of, of of the paint area of what they call, you know, the the free throw line and all that. So I kind of stand on the edge, I'd, I'd get parallel. There was this street light in kind of the cul-de-sac that we lived on that that shined perfectly if you're if you're looking out it was kind of shining right from like 2:30, I guess, um just kind of that that angle from me. And at night, that how that light shined, it allowed me to just kind of see this club face when I would make swings. So really what I would do is every night for about 30 minutes, I would sit outside and I'd do it with all my clubs. I'd swing every club, and it allowed me to really build my golf swing. And that's really when I became a good striker of the golf ball. Because what it allowed me to do is it allowed me to build a motion that then I could go test on the range and test with golf balls instead of just reacting to every shot. So I knew that every day I was building something at home and that's super important. So a lot of people, what I see is they just react to every shot they ever hit and they never build something. They don't build a strong foundation. So today when with these five drills that I'm gonna recommend, it's gonna allow you to build some solid foundations in your game. They're gonna help you play your best. So the first drill I'm going to recommend is a putting drill, and you're going to need a training tool for this. Now, I used to just recommend any yardstick, any metal yardstick, but students would come with these super flimsy, bendable ones. So I've just come to eventually recommend the Swanson Yellow Yardstick. You can look on Amazon for it. You can check it out, I'm sure, at Home Depot or Lowe's. But it's the best one I've found. It's like five or six bucks, and it's going to be worth your time to buy. So Swanson Yellow Yardstick. Now, how you use it and how you can use it at home is you you place it on the ground. It needs to be a flat surface. And when the yardstick is hanging like on a peg, there'll be this little notch in it. And that's where you're going to put the golf ball. So the intention here is to learn to roll the golf ball across the yardstick. Now you want to try to do it for like a five foot putt or so because if you just smash the golf ball like you're hitting a hundred foot putt of course it's probably going to stay on because it's just going so fast. So you need to train this at about a four to five foot putt speed. So I want you to practice slowly rolling it across the yardstick and what you do is 
Again, you'll end up in a flat spot, and I'm going to recommend even you put something maybe five feet five feet away from you or so, like a cup or something that you can you can kind of look to as the hole. But really, the goal is to roll the golf ball down the yardstick. So you place the golf ball in the notch end, and you can have it with the the numbers up, or there's just a blank yellow set on the back. It doesn't matter. But you put the golf ball in the notch end. And I'm going to recommend that you line up the lettering or put a line on your golf ball and do that as well as go through your full routine. That's what I do every time I do it. And it's something I do. I do this before every round I play as well when I do practice rounds or tournament rounds. So you line up the golf ball, you go through routine. And what you want to do then is, is roll this golf ball down the yardstick. Now, if you can do that at a slow speed, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know your putter face angle can tend to be pretty close, maybe within a degree or so. I'm not exactly sure, but it can really help you dial in that putter face angle to roll the ball straight at a short distance. Because if you want to make three to five to seven to inside 10 foot putts, you need to get good at starting your golf ball online. Really, this that's what this is great for. So you line up your golf ball. You see how many in a row you can you can roll down this yardstick, and it's it's kind of tricky. Now, what will probably happen is you'll notice some type of trend. So you'll roll a couple across, and you're gonna feel good, or you might notice you roll it off the side of the yardstick. And, and what most people find is that it's kind of a common place. So let's say you're rolling the golf ball off the right side of the yardstick, maybe like two feet down the track. So it's not quite going all the way to the end. The first thing you want to check is you want to stand behind, make sure you're aiming well, make sure the ball is getting um, rolled off the sweet spot of the club. But then what you're going to find is you probably have some type of stroke compensation or stroke tendency. And then to improve this task, how I see people improve it is if you're rolling it off the right side at about two feet, try to see what you need to feel to roll the golf ball off the left side at two feet and usually if you if you compensate in that way you'll tend to find success and you'll tend to roll it down the down the yardstick now as you do this over time you'll start to groove a pattern you, you'll start to groove what's necessary to get this task done so it's something I recommend essentially for every player I teach I do it all the time training with the Swanson yellow yardstick you know five minutes a day and again all these drills I'm going to suggest if you can do them all five minutes a day it would be 25 minutes total this is really going to help you build a reliable putting stroke to help you roll the ball straight so the next drill then is what i call the no club drill for the short game and the best way to get a visual of this is to youtube derek dominsky no club drill you can find that video it's about a minute long on youtube and it really shows you how to train this movement, train this motion. So training the no club drill, and again, all that is is really just making the motion without a club. It allows you to train the skeleton of your motion so that when you get comfortable with it, you can then kind of add a club. And as you focus on that motion, the club kind of moves with you. And it, I've seen it be a helpful way to kind of transform people's short game motions if they really struggle and improve in the short game. So again, the great thing about this drill is you don't need a club so you can do it any any time any place in your house and really you can do it with all areas of your game but again I like to do it in the short game and that's what we're going to kind of talk about here so how you do it is 
you essentially get set up. Again, you don't need a golf ball. You don't need a club. You don't need anything. You just get set up into your short game setup, your address position, and that's feet pretty close together. Your weight and your hips can be to the left. This is for a right-handed golfer. You can be looking down where the ball would be. You can get your arms kind of extended onto your body, and you can clap your hands together and get your wrist pointing towards your right shoe, your fingertips pointing towards your right shoe. So your right wrist would be a little bit bent or extended, and your left wrist would be kind of flat or flexed. This is great for people who struggle with scooping or have a violent scoop, learning to use your body a little bit better and let the club move and, and let your wrist be a little bit more passive can be helpful. Again, it really depends on where you struggle, but for a lot of struggling amateurs that I teach, I see them be extremely scoopy. They get their weight back, they're falling back. So to train the weight kind of forward and get this motion and the body turning through with the hands and arms passive, I see help a lot of people. So. Again, check out that video on YouTube, Derek Duminsky, No Club Drill. But essentially, you train this motion, you get set, you go back through, and you hold the finish, and you kind of check your wrists to see that they've maintained. Again, for people that really have a strong scoop, even when they don't have a club, it's so funny how they'll flicker, fling, or violently move their wrist because they've trained that. So I've seen people, as they've trained this No Club Drill and improved this motion, when they add a club, they improve. Drill three then is chipping golf balls into shoes. This is something that I've done for a long time and it's really how I've got a couple of my social media videos a little bit more popular is because it's videos of me just chipping into shoes and it's something I've always done so it's something I'm pretty good at. But why it's important, and again, you need a little bit of space for this. Obviously, you need to be careful of the things around you and again, you got to make sure that you're not smashing up your house while you, while you do these things but it helps you focus on your landing spot. And what I see when people go practice short game, again, they, they see the hole, they see their golf ball, and then kind of in between, they don't really have a goal or a focus. They just kind of hit shots toward, towards the, the hole, landing it somewhere without a lot of intention. And the reason I like this landing spot training, and again, you can do it at home into shoes, is it helps you narrow your focus and it helps you get good at one thing, contacting the ball and landing it in a spot. So again, you're not going to make it in the shoe or, or if you use a bucket or use anything, you may not do it every time, but hopefully you, bec you become good at it enough where you can get close often and you can have fun with it. You can play shoes, different areas. You can try to make, you know, multiple shots in a row, but I also recommend going through your routine to some degree and making the rehearsal motion count. So when you do a training motion, you really want to pretend like you're hitting an invisible ball into the shoe. So you're trying to visualize that. You're really trying to use on the exact stroke in your rehearsal so that you can bring that to the shot. And that's good for the golf course as well. Again, I see a lot of people make rehearsals that I, I tell them right there, that that's going to be way short or that's going to be way long. Those are terrible rehearsals because you're training your brain. You're, you're training something and you're telling your brain that that motion is acceptable when really it's going to cause a poor shot. So you really want to train to the best of your ability, in my opinion, exactly what you're trying to do. So again, when you do this, you can chip golf balls, do a good rehearsal, chip the golf ball, try to make it into a shoe or whatever you want to land it in, hold your finish and see how good you can get.
drill four is a full swing body pivot drill using a mirror. And again, the key is you need to use a mirror. You need to use feedback when you train because we all know that feel isn't real. And again, you're feeling like you're doing something and you may not even be close to doing that. So you need to do this drill while you're looking into a mirror. Other things that work are sliding glass doors. You can use the reflection off that. You can use the reflection of a shut off TV, but just any way essentially that you can see your reflection. Again, there's a great app as well called Mirror Vision that you can use on your iPad or your iPhone that I would highly recommend. But how you would train this is you would take a club if you can and you, you put it like you're going to do a squat and you put it across your shoulder blades and you hold it if you can. Or if you're not flexible enough, you put it across the, the front part of your body and you just hold it. Now, you're just doing this to isolate and use your body. Again, I see a lot of people when they do this drill and they put the club in front of them, they're essentially just flailing the club around. So they're not even using their body at all. So make sure when you do this, you're isolating your body as we're training the engine of your golf swing and the pivot. If you can really improve that area, make it natural and comfortable, again, things can kind of follow around that. So it's super important. So when you do this, you, you get set up, you put the club across your shoulder blades or, or across your front, you get into golf posture. Again, a lot of people do this when they're just standing straight up. Try to get into golf posture while you do this and then look up so you're looking at yourself in the mirror. When you do this, start small. And what you're gonna do is you're essentially gonna make a backswing motion and a through swing motion to your finish. And you're gonna watch yourself do it. So you're gonna physically look into the mirror while you do it. So you're gonna get really good sensations for what your body's doing. You can also see what your body's doing. You can see what your head's doing. I'm gonna recommend trying to keep your head relatively centered as you do this. I see that help a lot of golfers. No, it doesn't have to stay perfectly still. There's pressure shifting in the golf swing and that's something we want. But I do see a lot of students who struggle to, to struggle with low point control or contact of the golf ball off the ground as they're flailing and swaying all over the place. So to have a relatively centered head while you do this can be super beneficial. So what you do, again, you start, you look at yourself in the mirror, you go backwards, you rotate, you hold it for the backswing, you move through to the finish and you hold it. You start very slowly and then you work up into fast motions where you're getting set up and you go back, finish, back, finish. You're focusing, you can do some with your eyes closed then, you can focus on what's moving. Again, I wouldn't recommend necessarily like restricting anything. Again, as we keep a relatively centered head, as we're moving back and through, again, as, you're, as your body's angled forward, your, your shoulders are inclined more you know, towards the ground, everything's at an angle, not necessarily towards the ball, but angled downward, meaning when I rotate back my left shoulders, lower than my right shoulder for right-handed golfer. The reason why is because I'm tipping forward and as I turn kind of what we call like in a spine angle to some extent as, as I'm doing that, my left shoulder is going to naturally go low and then it would be reverse as I move through. So really trying to use your body in a kind of symmetrical way back and through. It's a great drill to do before you go play. It's a great drill to do every day to warm up the body pivot and improve the engine of your golf swing. Drill five then is a full swing drill where essentially you hit broken tees off a welcome rug 
it's really good for skill building. It's great for contact training. It's great for low point. It's just a great way to develop your golf swing. It's something I recommend for a lot of new players. It's something I recommend for a lot of players to do at home. Again, it's a simple drill. What you're going to need, I recommend getting just two welcome rugs from Walmart or Target. You can just stack them. And that way you just don't rip up your carpet. Um, everywhere I've lived, I've ripped up carpet. So just train off of two kind of stacked welcome rugs. It's just something that way you can you can swing, you can hit hit the ground and not rip up your carpet. Also, what you'll need is some broken tees. I like breaking tees into two or three pieces. The reasons why is because you get more use out of them. Also, I like training something small. So wiffle balls and foam balls, they're okay. But I like something small to the ground that's not really high off the ground so you get really specific with the low spot, the ground spot you're trying to hit. And then you can do this with, I kind of recommend a mid-iron at first, something like a 7-iron. But essentially you can do it with all clubs. And, and you can do it with different styles of swing. You do short shots, longer shots, but really full swing training in this way I see help a ton of people. And it's something I recommend for a lot of players. So, again, what you do is you... you you can set up maybe two or three tees kind of parallel with the leading edge of your club face and so that they're kind of sitting again towards the middle of the mat you can do one or two at a time but you get set up you go through your grip you set the club behind the broken tee you make a swing you try to hit the broken tee and you hold your finish for five seconds so essentially you're making full swing golf motions trying to hit the broken tee off you know off the rug off the welcome welcome mat and holding your finish. So it's great for dynamic balance in your swing. It's great for the skill of contacting something with the golf club, again, which is super important. And then it can train balance into the finish position. So you're training this start, back, through, and finish motion, and you're doing it while trying to hit something. So then as you do that and as you improve, again, for a lot of people who just whiff, and again, you'll whiff in golf because it's, it's, it's tough to do. I ask a ton of students, you know, how often do you miss a nail with a hammer? And they say, well, I'm, I'm, you know, some say I miss all the time. Well, golf's way harder than that. So you're going to miss for the sake of you're just going to miss. It's hard to physically hit something with a tiny golf, you know, with a tiny golf club head. So it's just going to happen. What you need to do then is identify how you miss and try to adjust. So for some people, and again, it can be mechanical, but a lot of times as people learn the game, they're just not good essentially using this three-foot tool and hitting something with it. So if you notice you're swinging like three inches above where the tee's at, you know, you want to obviously try to swing lower. You can add some lowering elements, we'll call them, in the swing. You can bend your knees a little bit more. You can bend, bend forward a little bit more. There's some certain things you can do to help that. But again, really by just practicing, and again, if you miss, just try again. And if you miss, try again. So you're essentially getting to the point where you're good at hitting that tee every time and holding your finish. Then how you would bring that to the golf course is when you maybe practice or hit some range balls, you would place then a broken tee right in front of the golf ball on the target side of the golf ball. And instead of necessarily focusing on the golf ball, you can focus on that, that spot, that broken tee, where you want to hit the ground. Because in general, we would love to have full shot divots start, you know, right in front of the golf ball towards the target side um, of the golf ball so that we can contact the golf ball first and then the ground. 
So again, this is a great drill I recommend for a lot of players. I see a lot of students find success with this drill. What you can also do when you do this, when you train with golf balls on the range, you can, you can again, look in front of the golf ball. You can place a broken tee in front of the golf ball. Try to hit that. For some people, they place the broken tees an inch in front of the golf ball. For some people, two inches. I've got some people that they've just found success by looking six inches in front. I've got one lady who looks about two feet in front of the golf ball. And no one's been able to help her. It's something that we've worked on. She just looks in a place that helps her hit the golf ball every time. Again, I can't really explain it, but I know it works, and she's super happy. So by just changing your intention and changing where you're looking, I've seen that help a ton of golfers. Again, because when you look at the golf ball for someone that hasn't golfed often, typically you'll see the top of the golf ball. Well, that's not really where we want to hit. Or you'll see the back of the golf ball, and, and sometimes you can hit the ground before that. So by focusing on where we'd like to interact with the ground, I've seen that help a lot of students contact the golf ball better. So those are five great drills. I see help a ton of students get better from the comfort of your own home. Again, the Swanson Yellow Yardstick, the no club drill for the short game, chipping golf balls into shoes, the body pivot drill using a mirror checking yourself, and then hitting broken tees with a golf club. There's going to be a huge new at-home training portion on my website in the member section at golfbettertucson.com. I'm working on that now, putting a ton of content to help you guys get better over the winter, to help you that have jobs and kids and families get better from the comfort of your own home. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Golf Better Podcast. Like, share, retweet. Um, again, we're going to try to make this podcast as big as we can so we can get the best guests that we can so that we can help you play your best golf. Until next time.